Welcome to The Brave Space, a podcast where we brave the tough conversations together. I'm your host, Stephanie McMillan, and bringing you your Brave Space podcast every Wednesday. So don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe so that you can be in the know. And share this podcast with a friend and listen when you need it most. Now, grab a comfy seat, take a deep breath, for in this space, you won't regret being brave. Hey friends, welcome back to the Brave Space Podcast. And if you are new here, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Brave Space family. We're so lucky to have you here. Today we highlight creating wellness spaces for all bodies and what that looks like during our world's current climate. Join me in my conversation with the founder of Setu Community and yoga instructor, Libby Nicolou. It's a special conversation, and I'm really excited that you are here to tune in. We hope that you listen, breathe, and take notes. Here is my conversation with Libby. having me here it's wonderful to see your face it's been about what two months since we did the event um the retreat yeah yeah that was fun it really was was like so much has happened since then (laughs) i know i know (laughs) i know um so before we get started i always love to transition from where we were to where we are now so that we can really and truly be present in this brave space conversation. Uh, So just take a moment to just settle into your seat and I will settle into mine. And for those that are watching, take a moment to sit where you are or stand where you are. And take a deep breath in through your nose and let the breath go. Really focus on moving your breath, maybe taking your first moment and really recognizing your breath for today. Taking a moment to let it move among you. Let your limbs relax, let your face soften, and just be present right where you are. Together, let's take a deep breath in through our nose and let that breath go. When you're ready, you can open your eyes if they aren't already. Ah, welcome. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, Libby. So tell us who you are and what you do. We'll dive yeah, right I'm on a in. yoga teacher, meditation teacher, and also the founder of Setu, which is a community that advocates for equity and wellness. And um, I am based in New York, in Brooklyn, and um, work here as well as digitally online because now COVID, but um, have a chance to set to as a directory of yoga <laughs> teachers. So I have a chance to connect with folks that are also around the world and do stuff with them virtually um, and through writing and things like that. Yes, yes, I love it. And I I'm so excited that um, not only people in my local area in Greensboro, North Carolina, um, but just in our kind of growing virtual <laughs> community, <laughs> I'm really excited for them to learn a little bit more about Setu, um, the, the community that you've cultivated, because there's such a great uh, network of yoga teachers who are passionate about what you said, the equity and making sure that um, all bodies and all people are being acknowledged and voiced even in this wellness field yeah. that we're in. So, yeah, so I, I'd really love for you to just kind of touch on what, what, the, what that community does um, for people who are familiar with yoga and for people who are yeah, not Yeah, so Satu started out with the directory and the idea was, I heard a lot of studio owners and a lot of folks who had wellness yoga organizations say, oh, well, I can't find a BIPOC yoga teacher. And I was like, that, like, you're not looking hard enough. And so I thought, okay, maybe I can create this directory and really highlight diverse teachers. And um, it's a space where anyone can have a profile who has a teaching certificate, but really elevate and, and put front and center the teachers of color and LGBTQ folks as well. And, um, and in hopes to be like, okay, if, if you're gonna say you can't find folks like here folks are. And it's been an interesting journey over time to realize, um, just to see how complex all of this is. Cause I thought, oh, I'll, I'll make this site. And like, poof, this is gonna be a real great help. And it's like, that is like, you know, a little tiny, tiny, like contribution. Um, and in turn, it's really been a great way for me to connect with folks and really understand like what the work looks like and what um, me as a white woman, like where my responsibility is and my role is and, um, and also to provide education for other white folks. Um, and, and really encouraging positive relationships across um, different identities, which is another kind of foundation of Setu is hoping that we can come together through the common interest in yoga and, um, and be able to mm -hmm. get to know each other and realize um, just how, how connected we are and kind of break down some of those barriers, some yeah. of those misper misperceptions and um, those false ideas mm -hmm. that we can have about each other. So, um, so it's been a it's been yeah. a journey, and um, we've offered financial assistance <laughs> to um, underrepresented teachers. We've partnered with Reclamation Ventures at the beginning of the um, the the COVID crisis. 
and for um, for some funding yeah. and have done some stuff with Cultivate Union and we've supported Black Yoga Teachers Alliance and, and then just through um, working with teachers that are here in New York and really um, trying to find opportunities yeah. for teachers to um, to take jobs that, because um, a lot of teachers that I work with are um, generally emerging to like mid-career. And so um, I try to, I look for um, teaching opportunities with different businesses or organizations and um, and try to kind of refer those teachers um, to them rather than um, taking them yeah. and uh, like putting another white person in that space. So really trying to just piece by piece, um, opportunity by opportunity to kind of create more equity in the wellness space. That's awesome. So awesome. And, and I love when you said yoga can bring bodies together. And that is the truest statement I've heard in such a long time, because um, even I, I did a class on um, virtually recently for, for a company and it's a global company, so they had people from all over, out of the country, within the country. And in my head the whole time, I was just like, yoga brought us together. Like, I would have never met these amazing people without, without yoga. And, and I just love that this, this simple yet complex practice um, can, can just bring bodies and minds and hearts together as, mm -hmm. as, as one collective um, it truly is a beautiful thing when it's yeah. done correctly yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. yeah so that brings me into uh, my point of uh, question of focus for today so this brave space conversation kind of started at the beginning of quarantine when um, we were really just communicating with our studio members and asking them like how are things going like yoga is great but like how are you really doing and there were so many uh common issues that we were all facing together and by no means do we still have it figured out now we're still <laughs> journeying through all of that but um one thing that we immediately knew um and is also a part of our mission is community and um, supporting one another, not only through the yoga practice, but through conversation and sharing um, upcoming events, whether it's a, a protest or um, information on what school looks like for the upcoming year, just sharing information among this community that started at a yoga studio. So how, how can we brave uh, this kind of crazy space that we're in right now um, as a collective, when we're all coming from you know, different parts of the world, um, we're all coming with different issues, but as a collective, mm -hmm. we can do so much more, right? So what, what is your thoughts on how can we brave just being a collective? Yeah, I mean, I think time? you touched on a lot of uh, really good ways to do that, and um, a few, I can elaborate on a few but um, one that I found, it's like super simple. And I was actually, I've been preparing for, to lead a workshop and I was been rereading the yoga sutras and this other uh, meditation book I have. And, um, and the author for one of them was saying how, you know, it's under, never underestimate the power of simplicity. And 
how it's like we often think it has to be this elaborate thing. We have to do all these things and actually like maybe just giving someone, sending someone a text message is like going to give them, get to them at the right moment of the day and just remind them that like someone's thinking about them, someone cares for them, that they're connected. Because um, we're all, you know, we're all living different some of us are with partners with roommates some of us by ourselves some of us uh you know we're it's in a cabin i don't know like we're all over the place and um i, I even know someone who is co-quarantining with their ex and that their ex's partner and their partner and it's like all these like things that we would never have expected that we're doing <laughs> and um and it's i think that really reaching out to folks it plays a, a real big um role and um so I've been trying to do that with email, with text. I've also been um, mailing people physical letters because I think it's nice. Sometimes a letter can feel like a gift in the mail. Um, and then the other piece that I found, um, I just did a meditation training with Tracy Stanley, and she was sharing that um, we can we can teach someone if we're one step ahead of them. Like we can impart wisdom if we're just one step ahead. And I think that as a collective, like if each of us shares our knowledge or if we each know like one survival tip, you know, one way, like if we're sharing that thing that we know to be true for us, that that truth will go pretty, will have a nice length and a nice, nice lifeline to other people. So, um, yeah. That's great. That's really great. I love that. <laughs> and I think that's why um, I, I had someone reach out to me recently and say they, they're going back to um, these Brave Space conversations to listen to them again, because there's, I mean, we all have our own, you know, wisdom and, and, and thoughts and ideas, but it's all, it's so good mm -hmm. to hear from other people and what their journey is like, what works for them and what doesn't. It's always good to hear. So um, as far as like on the yoga mat, what does that look like as, as far as like giving ourselves grace as, as we're navigating? Yeah. This um, I, I like, uh, I think Maria commented here, everyone can be a teacher. And I think that really, you know, yeah. to your question here, like what can we do on the yoga mat that, um, you know, as teachers and uh, we are teachers, but also everybody can mm -hmm. also have the agency and can be their own teacher on their mat. And I think that's like, especially as teachers giving our students um, permission and, and not, not that we need to give them permission, but reminding them that that is their space to take care of themselves. And, um, and also providing um, movements that we can allow them to kind of take in a way where it's not so rigid, but being like, okay, take, you know, four more breaths of this, how, like, however that shows up for you and, and still not leave them stranded, like just do whatever, but you know, like get them in a, a rhythm where it's like, okay, now take these cat cows on your own or take these undulations or, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but giving people that agency and, um, and that space to, um, to kind of between each of the transitions, between each of the postures, and even between our words, I find I sometimes, while I'm teaching, want to be like cueing, cueing, mm -hmm. and some of the teachers that I love, like they have really clear, simple cues, and then I have the space to like mm -hmm. c connect with myself in between their cues. 
Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and and it's so important for people to understand that even when you're on your yoga mat and you have a teacher in front of you, quote unquote, a teacher, because we all should be students always, but um, giving them that reminder that even if there is someone who is teaching you, right, you still have that agency to allow your body mm -hmm. to be honored, right? If you want to practice in a certain way today, maybe this, maybe a certain pose is not really mm -hmm. hitting your vibes today. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you just take it easy and um, sit in child's pose. Or um, it's it's been really interesting because I've had a student say, you know, sometimes I just turn my video off and I just want to hear, I just want to hear what you're saying. And, and that can be comforting too. So what, what are some ways that like people can practice yoga without mm -hmm. the movement? Well, I mean, there's the eight limbs of yoga. And so there are, you know, there's several different ways there. I don't have all the eight limbs memorized. I wish I did. Um, but I do think that, um, you know, through meditation and through breath work, that those are, um, those are two other kind of sim somewhat related to the physical body. So there is some kind of, if you're newer to yoga, or if you're really loving the physical practice, but you're not in a space or like in that uh, mental emotional space to do it, that pranayama and meditation. Um, but I've also like really been enjoying returning more to the philosophy and the yamas and the niyamas and really investigating um, how yeah. does this show up in my life? I found that after I've been practicing for about 12 years, I think, um, and that, you know, as I became a teacher and I started to um, hear kind of in my mind, like hear my teachers, like what they, their, what they would recommend. And I was like, wow, I've really, logged this stuff like I really um, held on to this stuff and um and started to yeah. notice it too coming out like when I'm walking my dog or when I'm you know waking up in the morning preparing my tea and so I think that um being able to be aware of the extension of of the, the practice like beyond the asana and um so kind of studying more especially if you're a journaler or a reader like that's such a great way to to kind of understand that yeah I love that and, and I now that you've said that I think I may um share share what those are with people too after mm -hmm. the show and in, in the notes um because you know part of rise and flow is also educating these new um new yogis is what I call them <laughs> so our, our, our newbies to yoga and so it's it's super important for them to know like there's such a great um, extension of yoga that goes far beyond mm -hmm. just the body, right? So uh, I love that. I love that. So what is challenging you currently as a yoga teacher during yeah. COVID? Um, I would say, I mean, it, you know, there's, there's always this kind of like wave of like, what is, what is right now? And um, right yeah. now, I would say, what is challenging me is really um, finding a way, like I, I think I, you know, you, we were teaching in studios and then we were teaching online. And, um, and I just kind of yeah. started, just started teaching classes like I would have in a studio. And then I realized, wait, is this really how I want to be teaching? Is this really 
what how I want to be showing up as a yoga teacher and that started to reveal like no it's not I don't want to just be you know four to five yoga class or you know 10 a.m to 10 45 like I don't I want it to be so much more than that and um so really finding uh, a way to tap into my strengths and and also really um paying attention to what is culturally relevant right now what is really resonant what is what are people processing and, and especially um with the fall coming up with the election and then january coming up with like the reality of whatever that is and um so i've really been um looking at like where can i harness my gifts and my strengths and share those with others so that it really coming is coming from an authentic place thanks maria i love yeah, that, that's beautiful because we're all going through this transition and it's like transition after transition after transition. And it, it's just kind of this um, ever evolving <laughs> process um, that we're going through. And we also have to remind our bodies that, you know, what we're feeling is valid and not to um, not just depress those feelings, but to really just kind of like bring them to the surface and deal with mm -hmm. them in a positive way. So I, I think that's great. So what are some ways that um, you're kind of bringing in that cultural relevance to, to your yoga um, So yeah, it's a great question. I've been reading some different books. So I read Ruth King's Mindful of Race, and I'm reading Resma Minicum's um, My Grandmother's Hands. And, um, and there's a couple other that I have on my list of upcomings, but, um, but those two have been really helpful. Um, I, it's, it's definitely a challenge because I want to be respectful of, um, where I'm speaking from. Hi, Joanna. Sorry, I'm just seeing folks. <laughs> and, um, and so just finding where, you know, what is appropriate, like where, how can I honor each person's lived experience um, without making any generalizations or any blanket statements or speaking out of turn. Um, so I'll often quote, mm -hmm. um, if something that resonates from one of those books, I'll often quote and share what they were speaking to, what they're speaking about and call into the space, um, kind of a tenderness, if it's something that like, okay, give your, like, allow yourself to feel resilience in your body or um, moving through obstacles, like what, you know, kind of different perspectives around what obstacles look like in this given moment. But, um, but I've just been feeling, I've seen a couple of, you know, there's that idea of spiritual bypassing. And, um, and so I've been lately been really aware of, um, of being mindful of not doing that and how important it is to, you know, there's, there are the yoga philosophies, but if we just look at them alone and don't look at what's happening in the world now, then we're not present. Like we're not actually applying them to our lives. We're living in the past of like, or we're just living in an intellectual space. Um, so I've been, yeah. um, yeah, kind of, kind of answering your question, but you know, it's a work in progress, but I try to kind of just bring those voices into yeah. the space and, um, and share that and <laughs> kind of try to build upon that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's a work in progress on both ends, right? Because even during this time, I, I can get exhausted from, you know, just being, being in this cultural mindset 
um, and being present. It can be exhausting sometimes. And so, you know, reminding ourselves that, yes, we have so much to learn and we have so much time where we can grow and evolve. Rest mm -hmm. is just as important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I love mm -hmm. that. I love that. Thank you. And um, we'll dive into, um, just before we close out, what are the three things that are helping you get through? I don't want to say quarantine because we've had quarantine, we've had uh, social protests, we've had all kinds of things. So getting you yeah. through, that's what we'll say. Um, yeah, that's, I feel like there's so many things. Like there, I feel like it's a time where it's like you just keep finding what works like each day. But, um, but definitely my meditation yeah. practice and, um, and I've been doing some trainings with, uh, uh, like I mentioned, Tracy Stanley, but so that was really helpful, just kind of refreshing. And then also through that, there's mm -hmm. community. So being around other people and, um, and really hearing what they're mm -hmm. working through and how they're living through this moment. Um, and um, also kind of finding ways to work with other, collaborate with other folks. And I find that since I'm, I work by myself, that being at home, I'm not like my partner's on conference calls all days and is connecting with people. And I'm like, okay, this is like, I look forward to like this moment in time where I get to spend time with you and everyone else who is here <laughs> because um, that really gives me life is sharing time, like conversations and space yeah. with folks. And, um, and then kind of on top of that, just really taking care of my space. Like since I'm in my home so much, I find myself really being like thoughtful with where things are and, um, <laughs> and just, you know, making sure that I, it is a happy environment. It's a supportive environment and healthy. Cause I think, um, once I start to let a couple of things get you know like I'm like oh I'm not gonna clean that then like the other thing doesn't get cleaned and then and then I'm like also feeling <laughs> that you know inside of myself so yeah. those are the big ones yeah. but what about you what's been helping you lately um, in quarantine oh yeah so it changes day to day so it depends on what day it is um, but a hard rule that I have for myself is around four or five o'clock, I am done with work. I don't answer work calls. I don't answer work emails. Like social media is completely non-existent at that time. And it has helped me just be like present with where I need to be at that moment. So having that hard rule is super important for me. And I don't, I don't put any flexibility Good. on it. <laughs> Um, I run in the morning, so that's a new thing for me. I don't typically run, um, but it has allowed, like, I've just been kind of doing some reading and trainings on how energy moves through your body. And for me, when I'm, when I'm running, I can feel that energy moving a little bit smoother. Um, uh, so I kind of ease into my day with a quick run. And then, um, of course, I do my yoga and meditation. And... Um, I make sure I have great food every single day. Mm -hmm. Food is really important to me. And um, it, it's, I don't know, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. I like here. to eat. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like what's getting me through. I didn't realize how much I enjoy mm -hmm. cooking in the kitchen until. That's great. So. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to, yeah. I mean, we even though we're in downtown Brooklyn, we don't really do takeout very often just because it's 
it's so much more effort now. And yeah. so, yeah, I've been a lot more in the kitchen as well. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, yeah. for joining and spending some time with me. Thank you. Um, if you're open to it, I'd love for you to close us out. Um, transitioning us back into yeah, of day. course. Are you okay with that? Awesome. So if awesome. you are in a place where you can come to a comfortable seat, you can ground your feet down and can rest your hands on your thighs. You can soften your eyes or close your gaze. And perhaps notice maybe the temperature in the air. Notice your connection to whatever is beneath you, your seat or your feet. And perhaps notice any energy or any vibrations that are underneath the surface of your skin or your bones. And let's take three collective breaths together. Go ahead and exhale everything out. And we'll breathe in through the nose. You can sigh it out your mouth. Full breath in. And exhale at the mouth. One more. And you can bring your palms together in front of your heart. You can rub your palms back and forth, create some hip friction, some heat. And then if it feels safe, you can take your palms and place one over each eye. And send that heat, the prana between the palms, back through the eyes, to the brain, out, throughout the body, through your nervous system. Inviting in ease and clarity. And then you can slowly Open your eyes and see the light between your palms and let your hands come down. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Libby. Yes. Oh, it was such a pleasure having you. Yeah, I'm same so here. I really appreciate it. This was wonderful. <laughs> Have a great rest of your day. Yes. Your week. Thank awesome. you. You do the same. Bye. <laughs> love having conversations about how we can create more spaces that are inclusive and welcoming of all bodies. We really have work to do, guys. Life is all about evolving into the best you. And in the yoga world, it is also about making spaces for all bodies to evolve and practice yoga. There is so much work to be done in the yoga world, and we are grateful that Libby is pushing this movement forward. All right, friends, 
Thank you so much for joining me on the Brave Space podcast today and having some real conversations about the truth about yoga and how we can do better. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already, wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend. And if you have a little bit of extra time today, be sure to rate and review the podcast. This helps people find our show. Next week, join us back here on the Brave Space podcast with another brave guest. Her name is Keisha Battles, and we have a great conversation in store for you.